started. All right. Welcome to episode of Real Estate vs. Technology. I'm your host, Norman Kinsey. We're our co-host, Mr. Dan Gandy. Welcome, Dan. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Awesome. Awesome. And so before we go ahead and intro who our guest is, I want to encourage everyone to like the episode, subscribe, hit the notification bell because you want to be notified, right? Every Friday at 3.30 <laughs> Pacific Standard Time when new episodes come live. I'm excited for this one. This one is awesome because it's in my hometown. It's in Arizona. It's in the state of Arizona. We actually have Amy Gregory with us. She's the founder of Powerhouse and she likes to empower women to have generational wealth or to achieve generational wealth through real estate. So Amy, welcome to Real Estate vs. Technology. Hey, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Of course. I love your your style. Very, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Very like home office, mom to four, you know? It's so, cool. Yeah. It's cool. I like it. You know, it, it's definitely something that's uh, very like uh, very fancy. I don't know. I just feel really fancy right now. A little, the word we actually use in my group is like bougie. We're, a little, bit, we're a little bit fussy, you know? Okay. Okay. I can dig it. Okay. So we're going to go bougie. All right. I'm just going to own it. Yeah. I'm a little bit bougie. I like nice things. So I don't know. (laughs) Touche. Touche. I'm right there with you. So let's get into your story, Amy. So the the episode's all about you, your business. We want to kind of get into the grassroots. So let's talk about kind of where you started. So before real estate, what were you doing and why real estate? Well, you know what? I mean, we could go way back in college. I wanted to go to, I wanted to be an attorney. Okay. Um, go to law school, but I also always knew I wanted to like raise a family. Those yeah. ideas seemed to conflict to me. Um, I didn't want to take out law school loans and then stay home and raise a family. Um, anyways, so I ended up getting a d- degree in elementary ed, which seems counterintuitive. But <laughs> all of this time, I I was pursuing going to law school, and I ended up working for um, a home builder's legal counsel in college. That was one of my jobs because uh. I was law school. So I worked for a home builder's like legal counsel as a legal assistant. And that's where I kind of got into real estate. Um, it was a young company, a local home building company. So I got an up close look. I knew land development. I saw the accounting back. I saw how to like just the starts going out. I did floor plan development. I mm-hmm. set up LLCs, all sorts of wow. different. I wore all sorts of different hats. Um, while I was going to college. And by the end, I landed in their marketing department, um, which has really served me well. Everything really has built off of that. Um, so like when you go into like a model home, all the sales collateral that they give you, yeah. I used to design all that, all the signage, all, all of those things. Um, so then I had my first baby, stayed home. I worked from home for a year for that home building company, wow. which was in 2007. That was like not a thing. Yeah, <laughs> it no. was not a thing. I mean, we're all like in this spot of thinking, like, well, yeah, everyone can work from home. But in 07, that really was not a thing. Um, so they were really forward thinking. They were just a group of like 40-year-old guys. There was four of them. And they became like older brothers to me. And they were like, Yeah, we, we'll figure out how you can work from home or like bring them to work with you. We'll have a daycare at the office so you can bring them <laughs> with you. Legitimately, these were all ideas that were on the table, um, which really did formulate a lot of my thinking of being able to um, build a business that allows that kind of lifestyle freedom, financial freedom, time lo- freedom, location freedom. Yeah. Um, that's always been my angle. Um, 08 hit, market crashed, they closed their doors and I started doing graphic design, which was what I did for the home builder. Oh, wow. um, so I started doing freelance graphic design Um had wedding announcements published in magazines and wow. all sorts of things. Um, and then 
in that capacity, I was designing one-to-one and you run into a bandwidth issue, right? Mm-hmm. So then I opened up an online storefront. I mean, I'm not having babies while I'm doing this. Wow. I opened up an online storefront because I thought I'm going to design once and sell it hundreds of times. Yeah. And I literally just was practicing on graphic tees. Mostly I was like mm. testing a business idea. I liked the back end. I would build websites. I liked the fulfillment aspect. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Um, and in that capacity, I started working with fashion bloggers. That's when Instagram started rolling out and you, the, the <laughs> fashion blogger rolled out. So I would send them product and they would sell my product for me for a small commission. Mm. And Fitzer Upper was on TV at that point. That was just launching. I remember telling my husband, I'm like, no one's using like no real estate agents are using Instagram like a fashion blogger and they should because it's the same business. Yes. Yes. And he's like, what are you talking about? I said, well, you you just sell someone else's inventory for a small percentage. And I had always been licensed because back from when I worked for the home builder, Mm -hmm. I was licensed so that when sales agents were sick, I would go fill in for them at the model home. So like I had, I had my license. Um, I just hadn't really used it in any way. And so I kept talking about it and he was like, well, why don't you do it? And I was like, okay. So I literally <laughs> shut down my online storefront like overnight and it was doing well. I mean, you have to, I had three little babies at the time and it was doing well. And I thought, I have no idea how I'm going to get myself back into real estate and how I'm going to leverage Instagram, but I'm going to do it. Wow. And I do not. I always say divine ideas never conflict because this didn't make any sense financially for me just to shut it down and like go full throttle. But one of the benefits I had was that my husband was keeping a roof over our head. So I was like, oh, I can take this risk. I was in a position to take the risk. So I shut it down. And I kid you not, that same week, I'm sitting at my oldest son's soccer practice. And I get a ding on my phone. And it's an email from the owner of that old home building company. And they have a new home building company. And he had sent me an email, like announcing a grand opening or something. Mm -hmm. Why is he sending this to me? And I opened it up and I kind of looked, I mean, it was the stuff I used to do. And I was like, what is going on? And so I just messaged him. I'm like, why are you emailing me? Like, are you getting the band back together or what's up? And he's like, yeah, we are. And he wanted, he wanted my help with some stuff. And so I started, I got back into real estate by doing um, consulting work for home builders. So I would consult with them on their Instagram and how to have a social presence. I rebuilt their whole social presence. And then I segued back into doing transactions myself. Wow. That is awesome. (laughs) An amazing story. Very well articulated. And I have to say the, the booze, the bougie concept context, or, you know, how we started off with that fits home builders, flyers, staging, real estate's fitting, looking at your Instagram page for the viewers and listeners out there, the links are down below, you know, very clean, very clear. And you're almost at 30,000 followers. So congratulations on that. Congratulations on your family. You got four little ones. That's awesome. And actually looking like they're getting quite bigger now, but uh, wow, what an amazing story. That's, that's amazing. So, so how did you then fast forward, say you don't want to like empower women and I see the event that you're doing and the EXP, like now you're just taking it to a whole other level. It seems like. Well, so what happened when I was doing the consulting work, and this is a pattern in business, is that it's always a stair step, like everything led to the next thing, right? Got and it. so that's why that's why it's important to see it in context. Um, because sometimes you can look at someone's business and be like, oh, that happened overnight. No, this has been building since no. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm 40 years old and this has been going on since college. All these little things have like played together for me. Um, and so... 
when I was doing the consulting work with the home builders, I would look at their subdivisions and I would look at their marketing. I would look at their social presence and I would say, well, you need to know like who you're talking to and you're Mm -hmm. talking to moms. Like this is who's going to make the decision. Um, We were working on a project that was right across from, it was in Eastmark. You're familiar with Eastmark. You're local to me. It's this big master plan community. There's swimming pools and parks. And I kept saying, I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, these moms could literally care less that your windows are super energy efficient. I mean, that is important in Arizona, <laughs> but like even at code, it's plenty, right? Like, yeah. great. At, at code, I literally could care less what else is above that. I'm like, you are selling like Thanksgiving dinner, Super Bowl Sunday, like walking your kids to the school. That's what you're selling here. And so how do you like capture that and tell that story on social media? Like you're selling the lifestyle. You are not selling low E windows and iron front doors. Like that's not what you're selling. Um, And so we recrafted the whole story and my kids are literally in sales (laughs) collateral, jumping on the beds and dress up clothes and like making cookies because that is the story of home. And as I was doing this for builders, I did it for national builders. I did it for local builders. Wow. I realized, oh, that is my angle as well. And so again, just like I shut down my online storefront, I shut down my consulting business and I said, I'm going to go and sell real estate myself and I'm going to use Instagram and I'm going to speak directly to females because I know this now. I didn't know this six years ago, but females influence 91% of home purchases. Wow. Uh, 91%. So, and I didn't know, listen, I just was like shooting the bowl. I did not know this. Um, But I I hung my license with a local boutique firm where I knew, I knew the guys and they were, they were great with me. And I did, I I, I walked in there like, okay, are you going to prospect? And I'm like, I'm going to use Instagram. And they kind of looked at me like, huh. Crazy. (laughs) Yeah, but that's what I did. And I, and I, I basically put HGTV in people's pockets, you know, like at the time you would turn on HGTV and mm-hmm. all you is that show. Um, what is the show? Not, not fixer upper. Oh, house hunters. Yes. You see that show house hunters. Like they're, they weren't even showing like cool houses. They were like run of the mill, $300,000 houses. And I'm like, why is this on all the time? Like people must enjoy this. Yes. I use my Instagram and I basically put house hunters in people's pockets and I would tour as I was walking houses, I would take people through homes with me. Wow. So smart. I think the viewers and listeners out there, that's a great, great thing to take in consideration because there's open houses, there's the MLS, there's tons of opportunity. You have Instagram, you can get approval and potentially showcase some of these houses. And even if it's like holding an open house event, showcasing houses and being able to go that route, I love that. And it's awesome how you aligned what you love to do with your business and kind of intermix mix them together. And I can see that women are very influential. Uh, us men out there, we just kind of, okay, honey, sure. Yes. All well, right. This is an interesting <laughs> dynamic. And it's important that you understand like the social constructs of where you live, right? Like if someone wants to go and buy a condo in the city, I'm probably not the best fit for them. And that's okay. Like I, I can't yeah. be the best fit for everyone, right? So there are other demographics and this would apply to whatever demographic you have a quote unquote unfair advantage with, right? I just knew I had an unfair advantage with like suburban mothers uh, because I understood why they wanted the laundry room on the second floor. Like, oh yes, I understand they want a drop zone for all their kids crap after school. Like I knew how they were going to live in this space and so I could speak directly to them. And so the same would be true if, 
you're like helping people do Airbnbs or long-term rentals or condos in the city or like vacation, mm-hmm. rentals. like whatever the niche is, you can change the niche and the pattern still works. Wow. Interesting. That's, that's profound. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to hand it off to Dan for the mix up round, go a little bit deeper in some of the tech behind the scenes and things that you're doing and uh, go ahead, Dan, take it away for the mix up round. This has been amazing. Yeah. I'm going to just mix this up. Um, Cause I think this is a, this is a great story. Um, Really right now, I think the the big question we get from real estate agents is how fast did it take you to get to 30,000 followers on Instagram? Oh gosh, you don't even need 30,000 followers. If you're if you're thinking you need 30,000 followers, you're missing the point. <laughs> you do not need 30,000 followers and I would not even chase that. Um, so I'm going to answer that a different way and say, if I was starting from scratch, from zero, what would I do? Um, one, I would reverse engineer how to get six figures. That was my thing year one. I wanted to make six figures in real estate. I did that my rookie year, working 10 hours a week. I was pregnant with baby number four, had that baby in October, took the last two months of the year basically off. I did one listing. Um, so what would I do? One, I would know my story and I would develop a content strategy. Um, and I don't know that I would build it on Instagram right now. I would probably leverage TikTok if I was starting from scratch because TikTok is seeing more organic growth than Instagram. Now, TikTok and Instagram also play like they they circle back and forth to each other, right? So people from TikTok will then come find you on Instagram because how you message and follow on TikTok isn't as good as on Instagram. Does that make sense? So um, you want to see like how these platforms all play together. Um, I really like YouTube right now. I like podcasts. There's like a lot of ways you can do it. So if you prefer long form, um, I would do YouTube and I would like have episodes very consistently. And then I would have a higher VA and have them splice down those episodes into one minute things. And then I would use those one minute things as my TikToks, YouTube shorts, Instagram reels to build that following. Makes total sense. And you know, are you actively recruiting and building a downline of EXP or what, what's your, what's your growth strategy for your team or is it to sell real estate forever? Well, it's all of the above because I like multiple revenue streams. It insulates you from market shifts. It allows you to pivot at any time. So I ended up moving over to EXP after my second year um, doing transactions, um, mostly because I had a lot of agents reaching out on Instagram saying, hey, how do I, like, do you ever offer training? Do you ever offer teaching? And so I had built an online course um, because, again, you have to remember that, like, I'm looking at real estate through a different lens. I'm looking at it through like the digital marketer lens of working with fashion bloggers and I'm seeing how their businesses are pacing and a fashion blogger will sell someone else's inventory for a small percentage for a certain time. And then guess what they come out with? Their own brand. Their own brand, their own line, right? So that's the pattern. Um, And so I, I just would apply it to real estate. And so I thought, oh, I could launch a course and I could teach and that would um, expand me outside my local market. Real estate agents always have had the same problem as like dentists. You can only like, you hit this location ceiling. You can only service a certain zip code. Um, and so I wasn't where I was at. They were willing to let me build out the brokerage however I wanted, um, and really take a lead role in that. But I was like, I'm not really interested in training a bunch of agents right in my backyard. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they're not going to be as driven as I am anyways. 
So like, it's not even worth my time. I could package this up into a course. That's where the course idea came in. Um, so I launched a course and then I, and I heard about EXP and I was like, oh, this plays very nicely together. Again, it's looking for your unfair advantage. And I knew moving over to EXP, I had an unfair advantage because I understood Instagram. Um, and then as I got over to EXP, I noticed a lot of people would prospect um, teams and I decided to prospect like the solo female agent. And that proved to be a very wise decision. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Um, and, and through all that, right. I think the, um, the next question I have is where, where is your business evolving to from this point? So right now I have transactions. I always try and keep transactions to that 10 hours a week. I like to work part-time hours. Like I only work part-time hours and I work for my home office and I travel for about six to eight weeks in the summertime. So my thing is my numbers could always be higher, but I'm not ever willing to give up this like lifestyle component. Um, and I think in real estate, we see a lot of businesses that <sighs> jump too hard into like, always be hustling and kind of miss the boat. Like your business will grow in the direct proportion of like your personal growth. Um, but agents don't take time for personal growth or they don't ever like step out of their business. Um, and that perspective when you get out of the weeds is really where it grows. So um, transactions, I have um, retreats that I run for female solo agents or like female team leads where we really talk about how to build business. Women tend to build differently than men. Um, and ours doesn't tend to show up as well on a spreadsheet. And so a lot of times we discount it. Um, so men will typically, they'll buy X amount of leads, make X amount of phone calls, they'll set X amount of appointments, and then they'll do X amount of deals. And they can track that really nicely on a spreadsheet and it works. Um, women tend to build referral-based community-driven businesses. It tends to be more organic. So our overhead is actually lower, which means we don't have to do as many deals to hit the same like revenue um, numbers. Um, and so we we build systems for these women. You, there's a lot of female agents that run multi-six-figure businesses on sticky notes. And we take their sticky note business and we, we build systems around them. You're laughing, but I'm not joking. That's I mean, amazing. Look at the sticky notes sitting in front of me. Like I have them all over. Um, and so we help them build systems. Um, and then that plays nicely with EXP and agent growth. And I think most agents real don't, you have to know, you can be a transactional agent forever. You can always be a transactional agent, but if you're ever going to like scale your business at some point, you have to get into the agent business, whether you're a broker or you run a local team, or you build it under EXP's umbrella, there's a couple of ways you can do it. Um, own a title company, right? Like you have to start, <laughs> like there's there's a couple of ways you can do it. I'm not here to say there's only one right way, um, but you have to somehow get yourself into the agent business. And then I also think you got to get into the investment business and start, you have an unfair advantage there because you have market knowledge. Yeah, that's, that's key. And I think... Um you having home building experience too. And that parlays into that investment sequence. And I think it's, it's a good, it's a good little milkshake of, of yeah. success. Right. So yeah. um, final question for me really is, is that, is there any new technology that you're using in your business to leverage scale, continually stay at 10 hours? 
<laughs> well, and that's fluctuating. I will say that my youngest is like going to school from nine to one thirty this year. This will be like the first time in 16 years I have had like a solid block of time to work with. Um, so I've always built in the pockets of my day. Um, as far as technology, I use some good contractors. I streamline some of my systems. Um, but really, I think my, this is going to sound a little elementary, but I think you have to stay focused and keep the main thing, the main thing. I'm not going to go in like own Facebook because I own Instagram. I'm not necessarily going to own TikTok because I own Instagram and Instagram keeps paying my bills, right? Like me playing on that playground keeps paying my bills. And I think one of the things agents consistently do to shoot themselves in the foot is like they chase mm -hmm. shiny objects they ch and it's like so then you're always a beginner stay mm -hmm. in your arena and become an expert in your arena i mean we all saw what happened when michael jordan went to go play baseball yeah he's one of the best athletes of all time but he's always gonna be a better basketball player because he spent more hours playing basketball can i go and fiddle around on tiktok sure but i'm not gonna be the expert on tiktok that i am on instagram Love it. No, that's, that's all good. Great mix up round back to norm. Wow. That was absolutely amazing. Thank you so much, Dan, on that. Just to kind of unpack it. I think that for viewers and listeners out there, it's like looking at what you've done, Amy, you've really developed a, a business where when you said you do six to eight weeks of traveling throughout the summer, I'm sure that traveling has to do with events and things that you've aligned <laughs> with agent attraction and to be able to add additional value to your business outside of like the transactional side. I'm sure not the whole time, but yeah. So, yeah. so it's, it's, it's super smart and strategic. And I love how you said it's like chasing the bright, shiny object. So um, the host of this show is liftoff agent, number one marketing positioning agency. And we've met thousands of agents over the years. We always tell them like the riches are in the niches. Like you got to niche down. Like, is it buyer? Is it seller? Is it area specific content? I mean, Levi Lassick did a million dollars in um, commission last year off of YouTube alone. And his business name is moving to Texas. And it's just like, Viewers and listeners out there have to understand like, yes, there's lots of service providers and lots of different opportunities, but like do exactly like what Amy said, focus on the one thing. If it's Instagram, it's Instagram. Let that pay your bills and keep it simple. So, wow, you're amazing. You're amazing. This is, this is awesome. So, um, so now we've kind of got the story, got in the mix up round, see where you're at, see what it looks like. What does it look like for you as far as like, as you scale this thing out? I mean, do you want to scale back on transactions and get to a point where you can just do traveling and just be there for your family? Or what does it look like? Do you want to have a certain number of people on your downline, you know, or just kind of a steady pace? Like, is there a kind of like this? Is there an end goal? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think one of the things I've learned is that there is no end. True. It doesn't ever end. It's kind of like being a parent. I don't care how old my kids get. I'm always their mom. And I'm always needed in that capacity. Um, I used to think like, oh, once I do this, then my business, like, then I can like put it down. That's not true. So if anyone's Love telling it. you that, they are lying to your face. Love like, um, so there is always like a next level. Um, right now, I'm building out a local team so that I am, I like to prospect transactions. I'm good at prospecting transactions and I have agents that are servicing the transactions. Um, so it kind of gets me out of the weeds of that. Um, I do travel a lot in the summer. Some of it is connected to events, but some of it is totally being unplugged. 
And that's the nice. other thing too, is I think agents need to have period. Like if you can't unplug from your business, that's because you haven't built a business. Like it should be able to run without you for a period of time. That doesn't mean I don't ever touch my business while I'm out of town. But mm-hmm. um, also knowing that like your business has seasons. So I have seasons of growth and I have seasons of maintenance. And when I'm traveling, I just know it's a season of maintenance. Okay. You know, um, and, and, but it allows that season of maintenance, maintenance allows me to get out of the weeds and get a pulled back perspective. And I usually come in and then I can like grow. And you can, you look at athletes. It's not like it, no one's PRing in the gym every single day. <laughs> yet, agents act like they're going to PR every single day. And I'm like, we got to like reset expectations a little bit here because this is a marathon and you can't run out mm-hmm. of minutes. So you need to kind of build that into your business. Um, but yeah, long-term it's basically like world domination. That's my goal. <laughs> hey, I love it. That, that long is- and short of it. No, <laughs> no, I like, I love the idea. Um, I told you like 91% of home purchases are influenced by women. Um, but when it comes to like female invest investors, only 25% of investors are female. Wow. And so I think a lot of times women pick up these short-term gains. They're really good at transaction. It comes naturally to them. Um, and they don't pick up the long-term win of like building out, transactions that run on autopilot or building out an investment arm, building out that thing that, that gives generational wealth. Um, as a, as a solo transaction agent, you're fired every 30 days. Yeah. So you have to have a revenue stream that is long-term. Wow. I, I love that. I love that. So the last question I have, and it's one that I haven't asked and we haven't asked here on the show for quite a while. So if 90% of the business is done by the top 10% of real estate professionals, and if a lot of agents are just chasing the nice shiny object object and they don't really have marketing degrees they don't really have business degrees like what's your prediction like where do you see the the real estate professional going now with like exp changing this game like you said yourself it's not just about transactions it's about being in the agent business whether it's a title company or whatever the case may be do you see i mean we know that i think what less than 50 percent of licensed real estate professionals in arizona actually transact do you see a lot of agents getting out of the business technology disrupting a little bit of the business like What's your prediction as far as where do you see this industry headed when it comes to the traditional agent so and broker? When it comes, yeah, when it comes to like technology disrupting the industry, I do think there'll be some disruptions. I don't think, I don't think in the way that people think like where it's iBuyers and all of these things, because the thing about buying and selling a home is it's literally one of the most stressful times yeah. for the buyer and seller. Like, honestly, and so that human connection is actually really, really important, which is why the agent will always stay around, right? When you're moving to a new location, like the internet can only do so much, yeah. right? Like that human connection aspect of it, like home is personal. Um, so I think um, technology disrupts more a little bit along the lines of how EXP has built, where it's like networking agents, Um Never have agents been able to be financially aligned like we are at EXP, um, which changes agents' behavior. They go Mm. from competing with each other to collaborating with each other. So see agents um, getting better at an exponential rate because trust me, if I'm in a local like um, boutique brokerage here and an agent next to me is like, hey, will you teach me how to do social media? The answer is no. No. And you can't pay me enough to teach you that because I'm going to go home and make dinner for my family. You figure it out. Right. And and you're my competition. Now 
you put that under the EXP umbrella. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'll teach you. And by the way, since I'm going to teach so many of you, I'm going to go ahead and put it online and automate that thing. Right. So it changes behaviors that way. I also think the other thing I also think that will be interesting is I think the team model will start to shift a little bit. And this idea of like a mega team with a mega team leader, I think that starts to shift a little bit because I don't think the numbers, you do a lot in volume, but I don't know when you go on the P&L at the end of the day, that's a lot of risk and liability for that, that mm. big team lead. And I think, um, I think EXP will change the trajectory of that. I think there'll be fewer and fewer agents willing to pick up all that risk and liability and overhead. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So it sounds like we're going to be getting more quality agents that are going to be in the industry leading by example. I mean, you know, you look like a CEO boss woman over there with a bougie <laughs> office. <laughs> you tell my 15 year old son that, will you? I definitely will. I definitely will. So we're at the part of the show now, Amy, where we want to put the camera angle on you. Where would you like to leave our viewers and listeners as we close out our episode that they can apply to their business and take action with today? Take action with today is I would get on camera. You've got to be on video. I don't care what platform you're on. I don't care how you do it. You've got to be on video and you need to find a medium to get in front of your ideal agent or your ideal client that way. Like if you want to be the chosen agent, you have to be on video. Wow. And so um, that's been the biggest game changer for me is just being on video consistently. Simple, simple, simple. I love it. It's always like I have to say, leverage your past efforts for your future successes. People buy from someone they know, like, and trust. So putting yourself out there, being on video will then help with that process. And hence, Real Estate First Technology. First time us meeting Amy, and this is a great opportunity to be on video together and serve this industry and meet one another. So Amy, thanks so much for being on the show. This has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. Yeah, most most definitely. This is this has been great. And Dan, as always, thank you for co-hosting. Yeah, great to meet you, Amy. Same. Thanks so much for having me, guys. And thanks to all of our viewers and listeners, as it is our intention for you to take things that you learned from our episodes of Plot of Your Business with more massive success. So now you can comment below with what you learned. Also, Amy, all of her links are down below. So give her a follow, check her out, see what she's doing on Instagram, get some tips, some ideas, check out her event too, that she'll be coming up in September. That link will be down below as well. And we have an event in October called What's Next Real Estate, October 5th and 6th in San Diego and also online. We will see you on the next one.